You're listening to the You Got Jobbed podcast. This is episode one. Hi, this is Suzanne Yeagley, and welcome to the You Got Jobbed podcast. I hope you enjoy 80s rock music. Uh, that song makes me want to tease my hair and burn acid. No, wash my jeans in acid, but not enough to burn holes because I'm going to tear those holes manually. Anyway, thank you for joining me. Uh, what are you doing here? Uh, why would you listen to this podcast? Well, I'm going to tell you. Uh, have you ever seen these interviews on McSweeney's? Probably not, but uh, now's your chance. So if you go to a website called McSweeney's, and, uh, or if you just Google McSweeney's Unusual Jobs, uh, this list of interviews should come up, and there's about 100 of them. And I've been doing them over the last 15 years. And the way I choose people, well, I shouldn't say I choose people. Please, I'm not choosy. But, um, oh God, that's insulting, I guess, to the people I've already interviewed. But <laughs> the way it happens, I should say, is when I first started, I was in my 20s, so I would meet people at parties, and I would, every time I met a new person, I would say, you know, what's the craziest job you've ever had? Or what's the weirdest thing that's happened to you at work? Or, you know, hey, do you have a cute brother? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I used to just ask people to tell me about their jobs. And so it began that way, and then eventually I kind of ran out of people, and McSweeney's was kind enough to put a link on the site so that people could email me with their crazy jobs, and I got loads of them. And then at one point, my email got deleted, like McSweeney's deleted my email by accident, and it makes me so sad because there was some serious gold in there. But life goes on, so they gave me a new mailbox, and I've gotten plenty of people uh, from there, too. I just have that that mother load, but that was probably in 2004 or five that it got nuked. Anyway, uh, so I'm going to be talking to people that I've interviewed in the past. Uh, I'll also be talking to people who I have not yet interviewed or I'm thinking of interviewing or who it's just make a great podcast. No need to sort of write it down. But uh, yeah, it's... Uh, the people that I've been interviewing are just uh, crazy. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. <laughs> they're not crazy. They're great. They just have good stories. I love their stories. Like, And a lot of times their stories are like, oh, I went through this horrible, horrible experience, but I came out the other side and, and I lived through it. Now I can laugh about it. And that's my favorite kind of story, uh, probably because I feel like that's my life. <laughs> I don't know. I guess everybody feels like that's their life maybe. It's misery. And then uh, you can only laugh about it or you'll cry. Uh, anyway, and so also on this introductory podcast, uh, I'd like to tell you what I think is maybe a funny story or just gives you a little insight into my neuroses, maybe. Um, so I'll just, sometimes people will ask me, I'll finish interviewing them, and they'll say, now how did you get to do interviews on the McSweeney's website? Because... People that I'm interviewing have heard of McSweeney's, and I guess 
think it's cool. So it's, and I think it's cool. I mean, it's a literary magazine website. So I will tell you what happened is I was in my 20s. Oh, God, can you, can you tell how nostalgic I am for that? I was just like, oh, my God, it's in my 20s. Anyway, I was in my 20s, but I'm no longer in. And uh, I had read Dave Egger's book, An Unbearable Genius Work of, hmm. <laughs> it's such a hard name to say. It's something about unbearable genius, staggering work of unbearable genius, Anyway, I loved that book. That book struck lightning inside me at the right time. I just was like, this is where it's at. And I was living by myself up on Capitol Hill in Seattle and read that book and was like, wow, this is where it's at. So he had said in that book that he had this McSweeney's literary magazine. And I was like, well, I'm an aspiring writer and maybe I could do something and submit it. And I went and looked at their submission guidelines Excuse me. Sorry about this head cold. Why am I apologizing? Okay, so (laughs) I go on their website and it says, we're accepting, you know, fiction, nonfiction. And I'm just like, I can't write about fiction. I can't write about it. I can't write fiction because all of the fiction I had written up until that point had been like, well, it had been nonfiction mostly about boys, you know, like, oh, this boy was, did this and can you believe this boy did that? And who wants to hear about that? I don't. <laughs> I didn't even want to hear my own writing in my dirt journal. So I would like light it on fire and be like, no, I'm just kidding. Anyway, I didn't want to submit something to McSweeney's that was like, oh, he was so dreamy. So I didn't do that. Uh, but I saw that they were accepting interviews. And I had this friend, Aaron, that I'd been friends with for years at that point, And he had just moved to Portland maybe a year before and he was doing he was working at this naturopathic college and I knew he worked at night and I knew it was kind of a weird job weird job and he was kind of a weird character (laughs) he's gonna listen to this maybe I don't know but they shouldn't offend him he knows he's a weird character and uh so I interviewed him it was the first interview I did and man did I love it like he's crazy and he had some really great stories about dead bodies and uh, pickle jars and I have interviewed him on uh, the second podcast third podcast something like that so you can listen to his stories or read his story Aaron Boston where the hell am I going with this so I interviewed him and I sent it in to the website and for God's sake they published it no they came back and they said don't write it in a feature story format write it in a QA and a format format and they were absolutely right. Like they sent it back to me. I redid it in a Q&A format and I, I was like, this is it. It's, I just like the very direct style. I have a journalism degree and I just, yeah. So I wrote it in Q&A format, sent it back and they actually published it. And I thought that uh, that was gonna be, you know, I don't know. What did I think it was? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I gave myself a sweet, sweet hug and went to bed. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, Suzanne, you're a goddamn superstar. (laughs) Anyway, I was like, you're going to be famous now, obviously. So, and there was no YouTube, so I'm not really sure how I thought that was going to happen. But 
and I don't want to be famous. And also, I think I live in a condo now, and I think there might be a dude with a leaf blower or a lady with a leaf blower uh, wandering back and forth outside my window. <laughs> so if you hear a giant machine coming at me, don't worry about my safety. It's a, a leaf blower, I think. Worry about the safety of the pedestrians and, and them getting their streets free of leaves. Okay, where was I? I... So I submitted this, right? I'm, I'm famous now. <laughs> they published on their website. Woohoo! Oh, I hate that noise. Okay. And maybe I'll cut this part out. They published it and I was like, sweet, you know, I'm going to do this more. So I kept talking to people. I got some more interviews. Uh, and at the same time, I also thought, you know, contest winners are pretty interesting too. And the main reason I thought this was because I had this ama amazing friend, Holly, who won a pony in a coloring contest when she was a little kid. Now, who, and the, the great thing too was that she said, I was like, um, you know, did you just enter the coloring contest? Like thinking, hey, maybe whatever. She's like, no, I wanted that fucking pony you know she's just like I'm that pony should be mine and it, it was they gave her a freaking pony so she named it popcorn and the pony would ride her too close to the electric fence and it turned out to be like a super nasty pony and I just love that story and it makes me so happy is that bad so anyway she I had contest winners so I had a couple contest winners and I had a couple just straight up weird jobs or things that had happened to you at your job interviews and then Dave Eggers came to town to do a reading for maybe his second book. I don't know. I don't remember. And I went to the reading, and then afterwards, I'm like, I'm going to stand in line. It was like 100 degrees in this basement where he was doing the reading. And I stood in line, and after about five minutes, I was like, I can't do this. I am completely inept, and I have no idea what I'll say. Got to go. So I left. And then I felt horrible about myself. And uh, somehow then I figured out the next night he was going to do another reading. Um, and I went to that one. And I sat in the back. And then I waited till the end of the line. I kept repositioning myself to be at the end of the line because I was so mortified. And I was basically hyperventilating in line. And I got up to the front. And I said, uh, Mr. Eggers, I... Uh, you published interview website so happy oh <laughs> he was like I we published an interview that's great I said yes and I was just shaking and he said uh, well do you have any more of those and I said I do a uh, pig contest and the reason I said that was because <laughs> I have this friend who won a no she used to show pigs at the Iowa State Fair and so she'd won some ribbons and I thought that was kind of like a contest winner and he was just like okay well here's a email address for a guy at McSweeney's just send him your interviews I was like thank you so much thank you so much so again I thought I struck it rich I mailed that guy never heard back from him bummer meanwhile I kept meeting people and excuse me interviewing them and writing these things down and finally uh he yeah you know what happens is every once in a while I'm like sort of when I'm talking I'm like looking at the floor and then every once in a while I look up at the microphone and I see this thing in front of me and I'm like what's going on <laughs> I get startled <laughs> that my brain stops functioning on the story 
Oh, I'm sorry if you're getting impatient with me. I swear I'm going to finish. I never heard back from the guy with the email. Uh, another six or eight months goes by. I submitted it, never heard anything, like to the general mailbox. And then I moved to New Jersey, God help me. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this one last time. I'm going to just submit it and see what happens. And within a day, um, oh, I don't want to say his name, but he's so great. The guy at McSweeney's that I've worked with now for 10 years, 15 years, he replied and said, do you have any more of these? And I was like, as a matter of fact, I do. And because it was over email, I could speak like a normal human. And he said, um, and I said, I also have contest winners. <laughs> he was like, no, no contest winners. But the j the jobs thing, you know, would you like a column on the website? And I said, oh, my God, yes, please. So the rest is history. I've been doing the interviews, and it's amazing. And this is such a cheesy story, but it's like the preparation luck combo or whatever. And I think that the same thing is happening with this podcast where it's like, who, I just never thought that I would do this for this many years. I never knew I would be this old. I'm not that old, but it's, you know how it is. You're, if you're my age, it's like, I'm 44. So you're, you're like, hey, I'm 26. <laughs> Look at that cute boy. And then you were like, no, I'm married and have a child and I'm in love with my husband, but my life has changed since I was in my 20s. Oh my God, this, I should call this podcast like nostalgia and regrets, but I'm very happy in my current situation. But long story short, what I mean is that I never thought that things would occur this way. And I, the reason part of it is another, another good friend of mine who I love to death, love dearly, I should probably say, <laughs> she, she and I and my husband and her partner were all out drinking and she said you know you should make a book of the interviews and I was like I don't know what I'm about. and uh, I guess that was I don't know what you're talking about in a drunken way I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> so she said make a book and I was like I'm not making a book you can get the stuff for free on the internet she's like no no you can do something different with it and I kind of drunkenly went to sleep that night just thinking I don't know and then I woke up in the morning and I was like oh Paco and I have this amazing friend Paco he's a great photographer He's, he's a total, he's like so not, uh, he's like, I'm a photographer, but you know, it's not a big deal. And then we're, the one morning we stopped to get coffee and there's like a, a shelf of books behind the thing there. And he, he picks up a book and he flips to the back cover and it's like, there's the author photo and his credit is underneath. I'm like, what? You, you took the picture of the author in this book? Or like, he'll say, oh yeah, I just, I went to New York over the holidays. And I'm like, really? And then I'm flipping on his phone looking for a picture or something. And there's like Michael Sarah and uh, Jonah Hill. And he's like, oh yeah, they were at the bar at the hotel. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, we partied together. I'm like, woohoo. So anyway, whatever. I thought I would latch on to Paco's <laughs> bright and shining star. <laughs> and so he's been traveling all over taking pictures of people for a potential book. And that's freaking great. And so we're doing all this stuff. We called it You Got Jobbed uh, because jobbed.com was $10,000. And I don't have that kind of spending money. But uh, if you do, you know, you can give it to me as a present <laughs> or you can buy it and then someday I'll have to buy it from you hopefully not anyway you got jobbed is what it is we got all these domain names and Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff you got jobbed you got jobbed you got jobbed y-o-u hey thank you so much for listening to me ramble uh, I really hope you enjoy the interviews 
the first few episodes of the podcast can be a little sketch because of me trying to figure out this horrible situation with Skype and microphones and headsets and computers and I really it was really hard not complaining but I I, I think I'm a relatively smart person but fuck it was really hard and I had several meltdowns I I should publish at some point just a podcast of my uh, meltdowns like that my unproduced just trying to figure out how this worked like crying meltdown recordings <laughs> ah okay anyway thank you again please feel free to tell me things via my website or twitter or any of that stuff um try not to be too mean there's enough meanness out there and that's that's no good for the world uh in my opinion all right thank you again have a great day look forward to hearing from you and and hope you enjoy the podcast going forward. Thanks.